Hello, my name is Dwayne Spiritman, and welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Today is April the 5th, and we are going to continue into session 3 of our study of the book of Galatians. Last time we got down to verse number 6, so go ahead and open your Bibles there. Uh, just want to encourage you that I'm putting the studies up uh, on the website. And, of course, uh, you can stream these through um, iCloud, iCloud, SoundCloud. <laughs> and then, of course, also they are on um, Apple Podcast. And um, I've just recently put up onto Spotify and um, received a lot of good feedback from the ones on Spotify. So, um you can listen to them there. Let me see where they're at here. Um, ooh, search, I guess. There you go. Um, so if you go into uh, Spotify, uh, you can pull them all up there as well. So that's uh, turned out to be uh, very productive. So, But uh, all right, with that, let's go ahead and open our Bibles to uh, Galatians chapter 1. And we're going to pick up in verse number six. Uh, just for context, let's read uh, verses uh, one through five. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ, and God the Father who raised him from the dead, to all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And then verse 6, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you to the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Um, and then it looks like I got verse number 7 in there as well, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So let me go ahead and get that in there. So, Notice he says, ye are so soon removed from him that called you. Um, the question is, who is the him uh, that we talked about in the last uh, study? Some say that it's God. Um, for example, the, um, the New American Standard goes with that assumption. I'm amazed that you're so soon, so quickly deserting him. Obviously, capitalized H, signifying deity. Um, let's see, the NIV says the one, which is actually uh, very accurate because the Greek simply does say the one. Um, and then, of course, the King James says from him. So it's the one. Uh, the question is, is it deity? I don't think so, because if you look down in verse number 9, as I said before, so now I say again, if any man preach any other gospel to you. So he's saying, as I said before, so I now say again. Well, he said before right here. <laughs> so um, the man seems to be, or the him seems to be himself. He is the one, he's speaking in the third person, he is the one that came and uh, shared with them the gospel. Uh, so when he said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from me, the one that called you into the grace of Christ, unto another gospel. 
So seems to be speaking of himself. Then there's a compare and contrast happening with the grace of Christ and another gospel. Notice he says, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. That's what I called you to when I presented my gospel to you, but now you have went to another gospel. Uh, the gospel to Paul was the grace of Christ, or what he often referred to as his gospel. Um, in Romans 2.16, for example, um, right here, Romans 2.16, I don't know why that's not coming up there. Have I got something typed wrong there? Either way, uh, Romans 2.16 Paul said, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Not our gospel, my gospel. Romans uh, 16.25 Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel. And obviously his gospel was the grace of Christ. Uh, in 1 Timothy 1.11 according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. 2 Timothy 2.8, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Why would Paul continue to say my gospel? He doesn't say our gospel. He says my gospel. I mean, there has to be a reason for that. And the English language would dictate that his gospel is different from their gospel, or at least in some way, it's different. Um, so the other gospel um, was a perversion of his gospel. That's the compare and contrast that he's given there. Uh, he's saying the other gospel is different from my gospel. Unto you, the grace of Christ unto another gospel. The other gospel was perversion of that gospel, and it required works as compared to his gospel, which didn't, which he says is no gospel at all. In other words, it's not good news at all. The word gospel means good news. So he says, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the, unto the, into the grace of Christ. In other words, removed from me who called you into the grace of Christ, to another gospel, which is really not another. And that literally means it's not another gospel. It's not another good news at all. It's bad news, okay? Paul also warned the Corinthians of this in 2 Corinthians eleven four, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Of course, he's scolding them there. Uh, you're going to tolerate it. You're going to put up with it, even though it is another gospel. It's not good news at all. It's not the grace of Christ that I taught you. Instead, it's a gospel of works. And he says, I'm afraid that you're going to tolerate it. Of course, we tolerate it today, of course, in the church. Sadly, the other gospel could not save them. It was not salvific. It, it, had, it did not have the ability to save them. 
And I believe that this other gospel that Paul is referring to was just a mixing of the kingdom and the grace gospels that formed no gospel at all. They each cancel one another out. One says you got to do this to be saved, and one says you got to do this to be saved. Therefore, they're null and voiding each other. And he's saying that's no gospel at all. That's not good news at all. And I'll, I'll say something about that later on. But notice that there's there be some that trouble you. This is referring to those who were perverting the gospel of Christ, here in verse number seven, and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So the ones that are troubling them are the ones who are perverting the gospel of Christ. The word pervert means to turn or to corrupt. They are corrupting. They are turning the grace gospel that I gave to you into a works gospel. Um, down in Galatians 2.4, he says, and that because of false brethren, unawares brought in, who come in privately to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Bondage of what? Bondage of the law. They're wanting to put you back under the law. And then in 5.2, he says... Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. And what he means by that is if you are keeping the law, in this case, the right of circumcision, as a means of salvation, it will not profit you anything. Because physical circumcision has no, cannot save you. At all. It will profit you nothing if you do that. And he goes on in Galatians 5, 3 and says, For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that you're a debtor to do the whole law. I mean, you can't just pick and choose which parts of the law you want to obey. If you're going to obey part of it, you got to obey the rest of it. The law is a package deal. It's all or nothing. He says, Christ is become of no effect to you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. So this is what Paul is teaching here. You've fallen from grace. Um, these were the same ones that James referred to at the council. In Galatians, in Acts 15, 24, for as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words subverting your souls, saying ye must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we give no such commandment. The word subvert means to overthrow or destroy, to undermine, to render ineffective. Transitively, it means to cause to serve a purpose other than the original or established one. So he says, you're subverting. They're subverting your souls, these that are coming and teaching 
this other gospel, which is no gospel at all. So in verse number six, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him, Paul himself, I believe, that called you to the grace of Christ, which is the grace gospel, to a mixture of grace and law, which is not another, but there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So, the trouble that Paul, uh, let's see, let me get back over here, um, perverting the gospel, which is not another, verse number seven. Somehow I've got these, these notes switched a little bit here. I'm further expanding on verse number seven here. Which is not another, but there's some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel. Notice the word in verse number seven here, which is not another in this verse compared to another in verse six. These are actually not the same words in the original. And some people will make a big deal out of this. Some people say it's not that big of a deal, but I'll show it to you. In one six, he says another, which is heteros. Okay. And the word heteros is another of a different kind which is not another, aeos, which is the same of a different kind. So he did the same thing in 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 11.4, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, and if ye receive another spirit, which we have not received, or another gospel which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. So in other words, he's saying they're not the same. It's not the same gospel. It's not the same spirit. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's not the same Jesus. He's saying they're different. And of course, the trouble that Paul is referring to here, let's get back in verse number seven, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you, and would pervert the gospel of Christ. The trouble that, that Paul is speaking of here is the perverting of the true gospel, which is troubling to those who hear it because it is contradicting. I believe that is, that is exactly the problem in the church today, in that there are some who still trouble you, how? By mingling the kingdom and the grace gospels to the point that there is confusion and misunderstanding. On the one hand, we tell them they have to repent and they have to be baptized and they have to keep the law. And then on the other hand, they turn around and tell them that it is not a salvation of works, but one of faith and faith alone. Seriously? <laughs> that's kind of troubling because it's a contradiction. Um, these are the same ones that Paul is speaking of in Galatians 2.4, these false brethren who came in to spy out their liberty and they want to put you back into bondage. And in Galatians 5.10, I have confidence in you through our Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment. Whoever this is that's bringing this other gospel, 
that is troubling them will bear his own judgment. In Galatians 5.12, I would that they were even cut off that trouble you. And that word cut off is a, is a, is a pretty powerful word there. Um, cut off right there. Um, I mean, it literally means to, to amputate, to mutilate. Okay, it, it, uh, he says he wants them to be cut off, those that are coming in and spying out the Galatians' liberty and attempting to place them back into the bondage of the law. And he says in verse 8, let's get back over there into verse 8, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, and the very fact that he says there's another gospel means it's not the same as the one that he taught. Um, and I think it's Randy White that says all the time, things that are similar are not the same. Okay, Things that are similar are not the same. And he says, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Now notice he says, we are an angel. Um, in 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. In 2 Corinthians 11.14, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. In Ephesians 6.12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. The devil has always been busy corrupting the words of God. When we first meet him in the book of Genesis, what is he doing? He's corrupting the words of God. In, Galatia, in Genesis 3, 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but the fruit of the tree in the midst of the garden, God has told us we shall not eat it, neither shall we touch it, lest we die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You will not surely die. And of course, the, uh, the devil was playing a word game on her. Um, she would not immediately fall over physically, but she would immediately die spiritually, and eventually she would die physically. Um, and he said, for God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes are going to be open. True. And you will be as gods, knowing good and evil. True. So two-third truth, one-third lie. The devil has always been about corrupting the words of God. Uh, a state senator from Georgia who calls himself a reverend said just the other day uh, in an Easter service, the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whether you are a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves. That is heresy. That is heresy. Um, I was reading a, a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer in 1939. He taught some Bible students, and he said, they are completely clueless with respect to the dogmatics or, or to what dogmatics is really about. 
They are not familiar with even the most basic questions. They become intoxicated with liberal and humanistic phrases and are amused at the fundamentalist, those who believe the Bible literally, and yet basically are not even up to their level. In other words, they're ignorant. They don't know what they're talking about. And that's exactly what this reverend here is doing. And the sad thing is, you can go and look at the service and see all the amens he got with that statement. The people in his congregation are just as ignorant as he is. And then finally, notice the word accursed here in this verse. Uh, Let's get back there. Um, He says, let him be accursed. Who? The one that comes in and preaches this other gospel to you. Let him be accursed. Accursed in the Greek is the word anathema, which means to be cut off. And, of course, we see it in Galatians 5.10, to have confidence in you through the Lord, that you will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment. And then verse 12, I would that they were even cut off that trouble you. In 1 Corinthians 16, 22, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, cut off. Paul is pronouncing this on anyone who was telling them that they had to keep the law to be saved, that they had to mingle the law with grace, that they had to mingle the kingdom gospel with the grace gospel. Well, God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for your good.